0: And welcome to another episode of Cartoon Time Machine. I am Scarlett. and I'm Katie. We're your animates, and today, uh, though we though we are loath to to get negative on this show, as we are both two very positive and loving people, uh, we we should also occasionally talk about areas where our favorite cartoons uh, were were done dirty by their networks. Uh, we previously did an episode discussing certain Nickelodeon shows that due to some form of studio meddling or another, uh, we're not given the, the chance that they deserve to shine. Uh, and Cartoon Network is no different. Uh, while it is, uh, I believe my, my favorite network, uh, I know it's, it's near and dear to Katie as well. Uh, it, it has made some mistakes in the past and it has treated some shows uh, poorly and has caused them to suffer as a result. Uh, so we just wanted to to talk about some of those today and discuss what what might have been and what went wrong and what studios can do in the future to avoid these same pitfalls. Uh, Katie, do you have do you have a good place to start us off with a with a show that you felt was slighted by Cartoon Network?
1: Sure. I have a list of six from my minimal Ooh. research for this episode. Uh, we like don't a, a list? show that you know a lot about a show that is in the middle ground for both of us or a show that is unclear if either of us will have, know a lot about it?
0: Let, let's go to that, let's, let, let's work our way up. What's the show that neither of us know anything about?
1: <laughs> okay, I'll start with one I did actually watch and I think that we could talk about for fun, uh,
0: Thundercats reboot that was on Cartoon Network for a short time. You know, I only really saw the Thundercats reboot in the context of people on the internet complaining that it didn't look like the Thundercats they grew up with. I have no idea if it was good or bad, though. I didn't really watch Thundercats as a kid.
1: I actually did watch some of this one, and I remember enjoying it. Thundercats is a weird one, especially at the time it came out. We would have been in middle school, early high school. It is a weird concept in the first place of anthropomorphic
0: large cats from what i i gathered it's basically x-men but with cats yeah, right
1: and it's got it's yeah it's that it's got the vibe of she-ra and he-man um which is why i thought this one would be fun to talk about is because it was one of the 80s cartoons and it was the first one to get the reboot and now we have seen two at least one very successful reboot of the 80s show with she ra right, and, and one he-man's I- doing pretty well i think
0: I mean, it seems like it. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen the He-Man uh, reboot, but I've, I've heard many good things. Um, and, you know, I mean, 80, 80 shows being rebooted, you know, into the into the present day is is nothing terribly new. I mean, a lot of times it just sort of continues the current, the, the track that it's on. Like, I think I was saying like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which hasn't, you know, ever gone more than a few years without a new version of the show or Transformers. But I think to your point, um, I think, uh, Thundercats would have been the first one that had a significant hiatus before coming back as a new show. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a kind of an odd choice, I feel like. Thundercats it wasn't necessarily the most popular of those '80s shows. Um, th- yeah, compared to like Transformers exactly. or He-Man.
1: I think because Cartoon Network was already rebooting Transformers at this point.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Pl- uh, plenty of those already.
1: Cartoon Network was the show of was the channel of reboots for a hot. Hot period.
0: In, in many, I mean, in many ways, it, it still kind of is. Um, yeah. Of course, uh, Ninja Turtles have been on Nickelodeon for a long time now. hmm But okay, so so tell 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 us a little bit about uh, the Thundercats reboot then. I mean,
1: the basic thing that happened to it was it just got put in those bad time slots. No one wants mm-hmm. that. Just guarantee you're gonna get bad ratings if you're not replayed enough. Right. Unless Thundercats did not last very long.
0: You know, it's, it's weird. The uh, It didn't last long, and yet the, the Warner Brothers building, the studio, had a giant Thundercats uh, billboard on it for for many years. I think they just took it off uh, right before Space Jam and replaced it with the Looney Tunes one, but it said Thundercats on it for several years, many after the, the show had been taken off the air, which is very surprising
1: yeah it got i am currently seeing the reviews for the wrong one i want the 2011 please i was trying to see how it did in terms of ratings and how long it lasted i mean it has an 8.3 in imdb it looks like oh that's pretty good the whole thing that's just one episode i mean uh 7.8 overall which, again, in terms okay. of cartoons, that's... is pretty decent. And was nominated for 13 awards, apparently. Wow. Lasted 26 episodes and only got a single season.
0: Oh, that's a shame.
1: Huh. Um, And I remember the animation. Like, While well, some of the, anim- like, the characters are just off-putting, I think that's the nature of kind of anthropomorphized animals you either like them or you don't but mm-hmm. otherwise i remember the animation being really decent i would say it's a show that came too early in terms of reboots because you're looking mm-hmm. at 2011 for this yeah one. i think fantasy has hit a new high point in the later 2010s yeah
0: that that made that makes sense i yeah i feel like it was a li- little bit ahead of its time uh, I think the the love affair we had with the '80s hadn't fully kicked off yet. Like, I, I want to say that 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 the 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 rage of of '80s nostalgia uh, really hit. I think around the time the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out in 2014. I feel like that was just three years after Thundercats uh, reboot. I feel like that was when we all sort of collectively as a society decided that the the 80s are officially nostalgic and we love them and that would have been and then i think two years later stranger things came out and cemented it um yeah.
1: and here i will give you a highlight of why i think this show would do even better if you were watching it again now based on the cast oh Let's tell me what you think the main character is voiced by will friedel a very well-known nerd in the dnd fantasy space oh okay matthew mercer voicing several of the main characters.
0: Oh, I know you. You love that, Mercer. Another one, Kevin Michael Richardson's
1: up there. Dee Bradley Baker's there because where can you not find Dee Bradley Baker? Catch our next, uh, where's insert voice yeah. here. Yeah. Where's Dee Bradley Baker?
0: Where's Dee Bradley Baker? Definitely. <laughs> Clancy <laughs>
1: was in it. Cree Summer. Rob Carlson. Jim Cummings. Tara was That's in it. That's a good cast. Yeah, no, they they really clearly good got cast their and their,
0: their
1: and a very nerd heavy cast that if I think you were to do it now, you'd get a much like I don't remember watching it. I like fantasy, I like it more now. All these shows of these eighty reboots give off massive D and D vibes.
0: That's true. I mean, I think I, I think Shira especially feels very much like a D and D campaign
1: because it's oh. like a, it's a mismatched D&D party with the enemies to lovers trope in it. What are what are, what, what don't the gays want? <laughs> that
0: that's fair. That's fair. But um that's my
1: first show for what I think Nickelodeon slighted. I think maybe slight in the fact they greenlit it a little too early if they held it in the vault slightly longer. But also just putting shows in bad slots guarantees they're only going to last that one season. Yeah, also I mean, shows I, I think a I think, lack of faith on the networks' part from the very beginning.
0: Right. I mean, not not giving a, a show a chance to shine like that, I think is is always gonna gonna cause issues. I think an, an example of that actually um, would would be some something like uh, the Powerpuff Girls reboot also suffered from that. A lot of lack of network faith. Um, they they put it in bad slots. So I think I think Powerpuff Girls I think only lasted one or two seasons. Uh, as well, uh, I should have done more research to to look that up. I forgot, I forgot they they did. It was it was yes. a very short lived reboot, and a lot of the reason why was because they they frankly didn't have a lot of faith in it. It seems they they put it in in not great spots. They didn't. I, I think the Craig McCracken uh, the original creator I think didn't want to come back for it, um, which was going to hurt it from the start. Um, and maybe if they'd worked harder to create something that he would have have wanted to uh, make and be a part of maybe it would have gone on for longer um, but it, it gets it gets very so okay little it did have uh, did go on for three years and uh, uh, three seasons uh, and about a hundred episodes so it did it did last a, a good a good chunk of time uh, but it it wasn't it, it was definitely not as successful as it could have been uh, it's it's a very successful uh, property uh, that a lot of people love, and is, you know, was about to get rebooted as a live-action CN I uh, see how CW I series. See how long we can go before. I know we 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 are a show about cartoons, um, so we we will not discuss uh, any more than we have to the terrible CW remake uh, that was involved. But you know, it it just it had it it was it was not it was not given. I think the chance that it had to to shine and that's hence why a lot of people don't really think about it and don't really remember that it was there i think the only notable contribution to the zeitgeist was they uh they they did release the, there was a new uh there was a new powerpuff girl named bliss who is like their cousin or their friend or something um which was was a nice uh addition of diversity uh she was a person of color with purple hair Generally, a very fun design, um, and I feel like the show probably could have, you know, gotten onto that similar following that Steven Universe had. Um, certainly, I think that was a motivation for rebooting the series in the first place. Was, you know, colorful girls with superpowers. We are, already have a whole show that centered around colorful girls with superpowers. Let's let's try to make that a thing. Um, they didn't bring back any of the voice actors, which I know caused quite a bit of, of controversy among the fandom. That they, the, the. I think the voice actors went on Twitter and said, "Yeah, we weren't asked to join it again, and we wanted to." Um, but I think I think Craig McCracken was was consulted and just said he didn't want to do it, um, which is again never a great sign. Um, I don't. I think the the general gist of the show, from from what little I saw, was just it was it was very safe. It was it didn't have that that little extra edge that the original Powerpuff Girls had, where there was just Willing to be incredibly violent, uh, even though it was starring like the teeniest, tiniest, big-eyed girls. Like they, there was still so much violence in that original series, and I think they focused more on like the day-to-day lives of the Powerpuff Girls in the series. So they kept it, they kept it very tame. And you know, we don't. Sometimes uh, shows are not taken down necessarily by the network, but by other opposing forces. Uh, which is why I have to talk once again about Young Justice. Uh, I think I brought it up before on the show, uh, but the story with Young Justice was that it was, his first two seasons were, were very successful on Cartoon Network. They were uh, beloved by boys and girls. Uh, they took a lot of the the love from, from the Teen Titans fandom over into this slightly more adult and more modern animation, shall I say, that was really gonna bring the show into a new generation. Um, and a lot of people really loved Young Justice. Uh, and a lot of those people who really loved Young Justice were girls. Uh, and once Cartoon Network showed that demographics research to their, their toy makers, uh, they were told that, that this is not a sustainable show for them. They didn't believe that little girls would buy the action figures. Uh, whether or not they did or did not actually have information about that, it's, it's unclear. Um, girls also like playing with toys, guys. Um, but the long and short of it was... Uh, they lost the sponsorship, and Cartoon Network decided to cancel the series. Um, it later got a season three, and soon a season four, uh, which will come to HBO Max. So the the luckily the the fan response was such that Young Justice is not dead, um, but it it was certainly certainly hurt by by that little bit of of executive meddling uh probably one of the only examples of a show being canceled for being too famous and too (laughs) popular among children of all of all demographics um you gotta wonder if cartoon network could have tried harder to find a a toy sponsor um or if they could have just let the show run and just make their own uh products and t-shirts and find other ways to make it profitable but they appeared not to have wanted to put in that kind of effort and they, you know, just kind of gave up on it. Um, Which is, which is a shame. Um, That's, that's not really what, what you want to see from a studio. You want to hope that a studio is going to continue fighting for their popular shows and not give in to those kinds of pressures, but unfortunately they did. So what a, what a, what a shame. Cartoon Network could have, you could have aired that show for longer, um, and clearly the fan base was still there. And luckily, it's it's getting revived in the streaming era, so things are uh, things are good there. Now, Katie, do you, I know you said you had a list of several shows? Is there what, what's the next one on your list?
1: Well, I was gonna segue after Powerpuff Girls, but you stole power, the segue from me. Ah, stole your um, segue because you were talking ah. about the Powerpuff Girls, in the past like uh, weren't afraid to be violent. So I was gonna go on. Well, Cartoon Network didn't always love violence. Uh, they canceled Samurai Jack because it was "quote unquote" too violent.
0: That that makes sense. I, I remember hearing something about that. It it was a pretty violent show.
1: Yeah, I think it was. It, it was one of those that prob- We've talked about Cartoon Network wanted being willing to push the envelope of kids shows and why we love that. Um, and Gendy, God, I gotta got pronounce your name right.
0: Tartakoski.
1: Tartakoski, I believe. Um, I'll Was a big part of that. And I mean, Samurai Jack got its cult following, was a big hit, but Nickelodeon went, we shouldn't show this to children. Nah. And I think they pushed it I to mean, adult Swim. I mean, Samurai Jack, I always
0: felt, it was not for children.
1: Yeah, I think they pushed it to Adult Swim for a little bit. I still think it got cancelled early, which is why we got the reboot. Which was on Cartoon Network again so I don't know if they were just like we're fine with violence now or if it was (laughs) less violent I haven't watched either that much
0: yeah but it was one of those
1: similar to to Young Justice it was one of those I put on the list in a similar vein to Young Justice where I think it was fairly popular and Cartoon Network went oh
0: yeah well, I think, I think the problem with, with Samurai Jack was not so much that it was popular among like girls, but much more so that it was very popular among older people and college yeah. students, especially. I think, I think the problem with Samurai Jack is that it was, I, I think it was just not ready. It was not the right tone for adult swim, um, mm. but it would have possibly been more for that demographic. I think very young children weren't necessarily crazy about Samurai Jack. I think the the biggest parts of the fandom were slightly older people uh high schoolers college students people in their 20s uh because it was great like it, it was you know but what i what i've seen of it is is it would have gone like the reason i didn't like it as a kid and i should probably try to get more into it now i think it was just too not, not even necessarily too violent just too too mature uh, mm-hmm. i don't know if there was, it was there wasn't a lot that was holding my attention as a kid because it wasn't like a fast-paced comedy it was just as it was a ninja show it was a samurai show um and it it you know it probably it probably was ahead of its time and Cartoon Network wasn't w- wasn't seeing the re- returns that they probably wanted to and they were getting a lot of complaints from parents I mean I, I, I probably wasn't making a lot of money in toys either for that reason but it may be like the the cool collectible action figures but I don't know if it was I don't know if kids were were coming to school with samurai jack lunchboxes as much as they were with some of project networks other projects
1: fair fair but people weren't happy it was gone cult the cult was angry so we got a reboot, <laughs> of, reboot
0: eventually i didn't see any of that do you have you heard anything about the reboot was not a lot good. i
1: believe people enjoyed it but i didn't pay a lot of attention to it because i wasn't into the, the original show
0: yeah we should we should like watch samurai jack at some point <laughs>
1: are you saying we should, talk, very, very good. we should watch the things we talk about
0: no that that's not that's not on brand for us
1: <laughs> all right why don't we go into one la, one last actiony thing and then I all have right two we can combine that are less actiony uh a lot of people uh say teen
0: titans the original series Ugh don't don't get me started on how they handled the final season of teen titans
1: no, I brought Teen Titans on solely so you could talk about Teen Titans, not me. Because it was a show I enjoyed, but didn't follow intensely. You have the details.
0: I, so the, the, I do have some of the details. The, the Dirt, and I, I, I assume this is what is being referred to, is that Teen Titans was told, their creators were told that their final season would be season four. Um, and it was a great final season. It was, it, they, their stakes were raised as impossibly high as any cartoon could raise the stakes with the literal apocalypse being caused by a literal main character. And the last three episodes were literally titled The End. Uh, and it was it was easily the culmination of the entire show. All the characters got an awesome moment. It was emotional. It was serious. It was uh, funny and heartwarming and tear jerking in places. Uh, you had uh, the villain Slade working with Robin uh, in again a culmination of their whole relationship. Um, it was uh, it was pretty pretty intense, um, and it was a, like I said the perfect finale. And then they said okay do another season. So problems start right there is with the uh, you get you hey, where do you go from there? And they they were just sort of set up for failure from the very beginning the last season is kind of a mess as a result because they've, they've already raised the stakes so uh-huh. high, where do they go? Um, and the answer was they just sort of made like a Legion of Doom with all the show's villains who are much less than the sum of their parts is the problem when you, each of these villains could hold an episode on their own for the most part. Uh, when you put them all together, you by definition have to remove their powers enough that they would be a team and still lose to the Titans um so it it was just wasn't interesting to watch just an entire team full of characters who had been fun in their solo outings but were kind of just reduced to a faceless mob um they tried to introduce a whole lot of new characters uh they, i don't i'm not entirely sure why they thought they felt the need to have so many new characters introduced in the final season um other than they just they they were out of stories to tell with the main characters they would resolved all of their story arcs uh and some of them have to regress a little bit in order to, uh, to make way for uh, that new season. Uh, on a personal level, I want, you know, all the previous seasons had been, each of them had been sort of more focused on an arc level on one of the main characters. Like season one was about Robin, season two is about Beast Boy, uh, season three was about Cyborg, and season four was about Raven. Um, so you'd think that would mean season five is Starfire season, uh, but it was not. They just did another Beast Boy season um so on a personal note mad about that like give (laughs) give starfire her own season she's a badass she deserves it um but the the bigger problem was just the studio meddling they were they were done um and then then to add insult to injury they they, i think they thought they were getting one more and they ended season five on a the cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers and then there was no season six um i don't want to spoil the ending of teen titans for anyone who wants to watch it but talk to any Teen Titans fan uh, about the last episode, and there there will be angry talk. It's it is it is a, a great, a brilliant cliffhanger into a season six and an endlessly frustrating finale, again, compared to the the pitch perfect finale we'd gotten at the end of season four uh, to give us such a such a thread. Um, and I think that's also part of the reason people were annoyed so much with Teen Titans go. I think I genuinely think people wouldn't have been so mad at the show getting a a, a, a soft reboot, a spiritual successor a, a totally different show. Um, if it, if the sh- original hadn't ended on such a cliffhanger, people wanted to get resolution that never came. Uh, or if it did come on Teen Titans go, it came in the form of like a throwaway joke. Um, And it it, it was, it was not kind what Cartoon Network did to the original Teen Titans. Not, in my opinion, not quite as bad as what happened with Young Justice, but still, still pretty unfortunate. Was that, was that good enough for you, for you, Katie? Was that, was that a good enough rant?
1: Yeah, I had two episodes, two shows that you were allowed to soapbox on. You got them.
0: Yay, soapbox. All right, well, time for you to soapbox. Is there one that you're passionate about on that list?
1: Uh, I only have two more on my list, which I will put together because they're kind of the same reason um, that they both got cancelled, which is Chowder and Flapjack, which were kind of quirky. Uh, we, we've we talked about them as being the quirky ones, but also the ones that were really pushing the envelope of cartoons at the time, because as we uh, may have mentioned at points, we're not giant fans of computer-generated imaging, otherwise mm. known as CGI. Um, and these shows had a lot of things in them that weren't CGI. They loved to toy with the kind of basics of animation, push the envelope in different ways. And both of them got canceled because I wanted to move to all that weird live action stuff for older boys.
0: Ugh, I hated the live action era. We've talked about that live action era before, but ugh, that was a pain. And it's sad. It, the, both those
1: shows were... I would say important precursors to the good era of Cartoon Network that we just had. And I would say it's probably at at its end. Because all the shows that we got recently, while not pushing the envelope for animation as much, were certainly quirky, quirky shows. Mm -hmm. With Adventure Time, Steven Universe, they were all those interesting kind of shows. Had fun, energetic storylines, intriguing main characters um interesting locales um and chowder and flapjack had all of those things plus the animation differences which maybe that was part of it they probably were not cheap shows to make because of what they were doing right so like there's yeah. live action claymation, puppetry in both of them
0: y- yeah so the, the, the production design on both uh chowder and flapjack were nuts they I, I can't imagine how, how much it must have cost compared to some of the other shows they were doing, which were much easier to put on.
1: I don't remember how long each of them ran. So Chatter got two seasons back in 2007. Uh, it has a decent score on IDMDB. You know, the way it is. Um, I'm looking at Flapjack. I'm sure Flapjack is considered worse. It was wild. I don't know how much Flapjack you watched, but that show was crazy.
0: It was it was too much for me. That that to, to answer your question, I, I watched a little bit of it, um, but it was it was a it, where Chowder I think was sort of just pushing the envelope enough for for me to get behind it. Flapjack was real weird. There was there was a lot of just weird stuff happening in that show. That was it was too it was a little too surrealist for my taste at the time.
1: Fair. I love I've always loved surrealism. So and I love it even more now. But it was really, they they unfortunately got the short end of the stick in terms of that was the time when Cartoon Network was like, we're the channel for older boys. Let's do that stuff. Let's blow things up instead.
0: Oh, God, yeah. That that whole, like, dude, what would happen era.
1: Yeah. Oof. Wild. So, tragic for those two shows, which... It is. um,
0: we're pretty know, but you know what? maybe there's the enough network. goodwill i wonder if there's enough goodwill certainly for chowder maybe not for flopjack i think there might be enough goodwill for us to get a reboot at some point of chowder
1: yeah or at least for since cartoon network has had successful so- shows now in the quirky animation realm like right one, to at least hopefully for them to continue that as an area of their interest
0: and they're you know to as a as a potential transition into my next one um, there is now more space in the in the landscape of streaming and HBO to uh, take a risk on another show like Chowder that's a little bit surrealist. Um, but speaking of surrealist shows, Done Dirty by Cartoon Network now on HBO, uh, Infinity Train. Oh, oh, how did that not make my list? I don't know how it didn't make your list because I, I was I saving that- it for my I was saving it for my grand finale. I think it's because I forgot it was their show because they kicked it to HBO so quickly. They kicked it to HBO uh, so quickly and so, uh, so w- without regard for what a brilliant property they have on their hands here. Um, th- they should have taken the risk. I mean, I th- this was one of the things that I, as I think I mentioned before, uh, I was interning at Cartoon Network Corporate one summer while I was in college and that happened to be the summer uh, just before uh, Infinity Train was announced, it, it hadn't come out yet. It was, we were uh, working on the the announcement of it. And I can just tell you the excitement for this show was so high. It was, it may, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sad to see how it sort of has since been dropped. Um, and of course, I don't know the inner machinations of what was going on that led it to be so unceremoniously dropped. Um, but it was, it, it was such a, uh, the, the, the hype was so huge. This was going to be Cartoon Network's next big thing. It was their Stranger Things is the is the tone that was going around. I think you could you could hear it in the in that opening that the synthesizer nah, 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 and the the way the, the the logo shows up. There's clearly a lot of Stranger Things influence, uh, and people were excited. It was a, it was a new it was a new move for Cartoon Network. They they knew early on that it was going to be you know anthology type that they weren't going to trace the same main ca- main character throughout every season. Um, they it, it knew how inventive it was, and all the different worlds, and what great opportunities for tie-ins there were. I mean, the fact that we don't have a really cool Infinity Train video game is insane. Like, I'm not even a video oh. game player. And judging by the fact that I say video game player instead of, I, I assume, gamers, the correct term. Um, uh, in, Infinity Train would have had so many great, great tie-ins for the, for the studio, and the, the story about why it was, it was taken over to HBO uh, is because it was it was so mature but i think it it towed the line so nicely it was such a such a great show for kids and families it was certainly a little bit scary but so was courage the cowardly dog um i don't think it would traumatize children any more than that uh, and i think it was really what cartoon network needed at at this time in its history when it's you know shows like steven universe were going off the air adventure time and going off the air um they, their new shows were somewhat hit and miss some good some bad uh, we Bear Bears was ending on the more lighter side, uh, and I think Infinity Train had the real opportunity to take Cartoon Network into deeper into the future. Uh, and without it, you know, the the shows airing on Cartoon Network now some some are good, um, some have the potential to be great even, and there seems to be some some cool stuff coming. Uh, but it's a little bit rudderless at the moment, unlike companies like uh, Disney and even Nickelodeon, which I think have a, have a clear direction forward, whether whether that's good or bad. We've discussed that we're not crazy about where Nickelodeon is going, but I think the other companies sort of have a direction and I I can I really blame them for not go, going full steam ahead with things like Infinity Train, just owning that they were gonna be the darker and edgier networks that they always have been. They've always had that edge to them. Uh, and I think Infinity Train was just the wrong kind of edge uh, and they so they first put it on hbo max uh before basically getting rid of it entirely despite the fact that the creator uh has said that they could basically go on forever but at the very least they had 10 planned uh and we only got four and there's mm-hmm. a good every chunk of five time. that exists out there
1: and like every other week uh there's another hashtag new infinity train trending on uh
0: there's uh-huh. so much love for Infinity Train. The Infinity Train fandom is is huge and diverse and wonderful. I mean, speaking of diverse, I mean, what a what a great opportunity given that it's an anthology series to showcase people from so many backgrounds. We even in the four seasons we got, we already saw so many different kinds of representation that we don't get normally from so many other shows. Um, but with a concept like Infinity Train, where you can basically have any characters doing anything it's a it's a very character based show all you need to do is invent a character and stick them on the train and from there literally anything can happen i mean when you talk about shows that write themselves infinity train any story will work that's the beauty of it is that the cars can be whatever you need them to be to tell this character's story and i can even see it as something where they could they could bring on you know guest directors for a season guest creators and bring in all all kinds of new fresh talent it could heck it could be used as an incubator program for other cartoon network shows i mean imagine you know a lot of the trains cars have different animation styles already imagine if you had whole seasons done in different styles just representing the the breadth of, of that unique creator's talent i think they the the, lo- the loss of creativity with infinity train i think is it, of of all you know there's lots of controversies on this list that we've discussed but in my opinion, the, the Infinity Train one hurts the hardest.
1: Yeah. We never got an Infinity Train rushing nesting doll smirch. <laughs> a train and a train in a train.
0: So many trains! It would
1: be it's, trains all the way down! It would be the best way to it represent infinite train cars without it being eight miles long. Exactly. Bring what back we're saying trains. is, yet again, to these networks, hire us we're so good we
0: are we are great we have already shown we're pretty good at pitching reboots we are pretty good at pitching reboots um and i i don't but this time i don't want to reboot that again another beautiful part about infinity train cartoon network can fix this right now there there is no it's i you don't need to reboot it it's it's an out it's a non-linear story uh without a lot of the same characters reprising their roles from from season to season you guys could fix this right now and get as you know get some of the original staff back you know if you want that would be great but even if you can't like you could keep it going like you it's not there's some ongoing mystery but the beautiful part of infinity train is that each season is is pretty self-contained there's a few lingering threads but as they've proven they don't need to resolve those necessarily so we e- ending this with a call to action cartoon network you've made some mistakes maybe not as many as other companies but you've made some bad mistakes this is one you can fix we sh- they fix this by renewing Infinity Train or at least giving us that Infinity Train movie that apparently was a thing that could have happened. That would have been also very great. <sighs> I, I've sat know? on so many soapboxes today, Katie. I am, I am exhausted under the weight of, of these soapboxes. These soapboxes are are, are are pricking into me.
1: You're, I mean, they're literally made of soap. What? How are they pricking you?
0: Well, they're, they're boxes of soap. They're mm. not they're not little or old like things like things or soap. It's like I'm just I'm standing on on these these boxes that have sharp corners. I need I need to sit down, is what I'm saying. Okay. Because I've been on the soapbox for so long.
1: You, is this your way of saying let's end the episode? That's this your I'm job.
0: Way of the <laughs> Sorry? That's your job. You're the one who I, does I know. the outro. I, I but you have to like agree with me and be like, yep, I I I agree, Scarlet. What a what a clever and smooth and seamless segue <laughs> we'll going to the end of the episode that our audience won't even notice. Thank you for setting that up so well. Well, if if this episode has a lame ending, then it just fits with the lame ending of so many of these other shows that were ended too early and unceremoniously. See, I fixed it. That's that's a segue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You, you and ruined now the I'm, segue immediately.
0: We ruined the segue. The segue is ruined. Uh, which is why I'm gonna segue right into our cartoon time machine, reset all the nozzles and knobs and all the good stuff we have in there, and uh, take us into into our, our next episode for next week. Uh, but until then, I am Scarlett. Time Katie. We're your animates, and we will see you next time.